Welcome to We Read It One Night, a podcast where two sisters gossip, grouse, and giggle over your favorite romance novels. Grab your pistols and lock and load your bear spray because today we're obsessing over Destiny Surrender by the queen of historical romance, Beverly Jenkins. Allison talks way too much about her crush on this heroine, and Rachel provides you with a legal read on 1880s California land laws. Here we go! We have a problem, okay? So you know how we we very recently landed on a name for this podcast? The thing is, is that I think that we're going to have to change the name to... I love Billy from Destiny Surrender by Beverly Jenkins. Fan. What? Like this is now a fan podcast. Uh, I'm not with you on that. <laughs> I am obsessed with her. I love her. Billy could step on me. Her life motto is I don't take shit from anyone. And she doesn't. She doesn't take shit from anyone. I'm, I love her. I'm going to be honest. The first time I read this book, I was like, this is pretty good. I got through it. But now the second time that I listened through it for this recording, I'm like, hmm. Just like not it, but I'm willing to be convinced otherwise. I I have plethora notes, points for you for you to address and convince me otherwise. <laughs> but I I just like I don't understand how you can read this book and not be like I would like to kill Drew and marry Billy myself. Oh yeah, I could definitely kill Drew. Yeah, for sure. I would like to marry Billy. This <laughs> is I I would like Billy to be my girlfriend. I will even <laughs> the one take thing, the baby if necessary. Okay. The one thing I do really like about this is that it's a historical and I feel like it's a historical where I feel like a lot of times it seems like there's like this rule that they have to like never have had sex before and or if they have, they're like a widow and it like wasn't good or it was like something traumatic, mm. like it was a rape. Okay. And this is an example where it's like, it's not even just like a dumb, or another thing where it's like a dumb bait and switch where it's like, She's just pretending to be a prostitute slash opera singer, but hasn't actually had sex. Prostitutes in romance, like in general, like I feel like I can list like a few books with male prostitutes, but like no, like female prostitutes never get happy endings. They get, they, yeah. they're just like either like the sassy side character voice of reason who like helps mm-hmm. the heroine learn how to give it like a blowjob <laughs> or like they die from like syphilis at the yeah, end for because sure. like they're naughty and they shouldn't have had sex. And like this book is so it's so this is literally I think the most sex positive book that I've ever read because like never <laughs> never like Billy's like yeah I'm a fucking prostitute like yeah I was a whore I like so what? Like whatever. Yeah. I did it as a job and I was fucking good at it. And yeah, like, like bite me. And <laughs> and Drew and even Drew is like I I have some qualms with Drew as well, but even Drew is never like yeah, you're such like you're such a slut. Like I can't believe you're a prostitute. I would never marry you because you're a prostitute. Like he doesn't want to marry her because he's like, what the hell? I have a child. But like he never slut shames. Like nobody slut shames Billy unless they're the villain. And it's like so. They're just like, yeah, I like sex. Yeah, I like to like have orgasms. It's great. Love it. And it like acknowledges that like yeah, there are stigmas to like being a prostitute and like being a whore. And it acknowledges that. But it never – it doesn't, like, make it the issue of the book. Like, that's not, like, the conflict is that Billy's a whore. Like, that's just, yeah, like, for sure. hey, yeah, other people are going to judge you for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought it was really good. There were a few times that I was, like, mm, I feel like we didn't need to, like – with Drew specifically. But we'll get to that. I feel like where he, like, didn't need – he could have reacted differently. But, I mean, I guess it is all within the frame of, like, 
this is the 1800s <laughs> i don't know yeah but it's yeah do, well yeah. also because that's the thing it's also it's a it's like a more i mean westerns aren't like crazy rare in historicals but like it's not regency england it's like california True. in the 18 yeah. what the 1880s right like yeah 70s or 80s something like that i think it's the 80s yeah, yeah. um it's um, really cool yeah so i really enjoyed it yeah so as we've previously alluded to the setup here is that billy aka Wilhelmina, aka mina but only by drew is a prostitute <laughs> um she has been at it since she was 12 which is one of the things that i feel like drew could have addressed better but whatever she's she's working in san francisco she has a bunch of clients but her number numero uno is drew um who we didn't do the first book of this series yet but basically he's um him and his, his three brothers is, own a ranch yeah with their mom and like yeah and yeah. they're like they're spanish and they're black right yeah so the the three brothers the oldest brother's logan and he i think is i think both his parents were black and then drew and noah's mom who are the two youngest brothers their mom alonza is spanish so they are mixed race mm-hmm but Logan is not mixed race. I yeah. Believe. And so Drew and Billy don't have like a mistress, mister relationship. I don't know what you call that. Um, <laughs> There's no male mistress. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, he's like really into her and he like buys her stuff and he like pays extra. So she's like only with him when he's there, which like, okay. He, he teaches her how to read. No, he, no, this is my problem. He doesn't actually teach her how to read. They're like, oh, she can't read that well. So he reads to her from the newspaper so she can learn things. But like that's not – you don't learn how to read no, by no, having no, someone no. read stuff to you. He like – she like reads along with him. So like he can but read still. the words out loud, which is helpful. Like to read the words out – to see the words like being read to you. Like that hmm. – that's – I'm pretty she sure does. It's cute, Rachel. It's cute. Okay. He helps Whatever. her learn. It could have been like, – It's like – a I'm getting Tamlin vibes. Exactly. I'm getting Tamlin vibes. Like, oh, you can't no, read? Too bad no. for you. He's Rasand. Drew is Rasand in this situation. <laughs> he's he trying read. to be, but like doesn't do it as it, I think it's he cute. doesn't take it to the level I would have wanted. Stop yucking my yum. <laughs> he does. But anyway, yeah, anyway. I don't yeah, I don't really understand why he he never like has her be his official mistress, but like whatever, it's fine. Like he likes to sow his wild oats. Drew is like a pretty boy man whore. Like that's his character. Whatever. He's really into her, but he's like, oh, I can't marry her because she's a prostitute, which like, okay. The scene starts with like a sex scene. Yeah, it starts with a sex scene. So and we it's launch like, right in. Miss Beverly Jenkins, like you're just throwing us in the deep end immediately <laughs> and I love you for it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great. You know exactly what you're getting and it delivers for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, great sex scene. 10 out of 10. Um, ends with Billy realizing that her sponge is that a real like yes cut, yes like, it's really cool and yeah no and she and Beverly Jenkins uses this because side note I've been on a Beverly Be- Jenkins binge since like rereading <laughs> this book like I've read all the other books in the series I just finished another book of hers yesterday I'm halfway through another one I have another one already checked out from the library <laughs> like I'm really into Beverly Jenkins <laughs> historicals right now but she uses it frequently it's like a thing where um and I think it's it's older than this era like I think it was used before this era but yeah you just take a sponge and you like stick it up there and like a natural sponge you know not like a modern sponge like an animal 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's that where they literally just stuck it up there and then it like soaks up the semen. Mm-hmm. And it's like obviously, you know, it's still old timey birth control. Although interestingly, condoms did exist. Like rubber condoms huh. were invented in the 1850s, but obviously were like super expensive. Um, yeah, but Drew's they were like the reusable kind. Oh. Yeah, but she's a anyway. They use a sponge. I think they were fairly effective, and they, I fairly think they effective. also like helped relatively with like STDs as well. But it's cool. It's a cool like little she like it is cool. Yeah, good research. Yeah, for sure. Unfortunately for Billy, or fortunately depending on the way you look at it, does not work this <laughs> time. Um, she's like, oh no, there's a hole in it. Gotta do better next time. And she's like, okay, it, like ribs. Yeah, like yeah. rips. It's a hole. Yeah. She's yeah. like, oh darn, but- I better like spend more money. What? This scene like sets up like it's like a master. It like checks all the boxes of like romance novel foreshadowing because mm-hmm. like the condom breaks. Drew gets up. He has a birthmark on his it's back. True. And anyone yeah. who's ever read a historical romance novel before knows that if the hero has a birthmark, <laughs> somehow that's going to be used to prove the paternity of his child in the future. Like that's that's how the or game identity. is played. Or identity. Sure. Like birthmark. Yeah. If a birthmark gets called out, you're like, noted. I will remember that for later. (laughs) And like Beverly Jenkins is like, I'm going to sprinkle these little details in and you're going to know what's coming, but you're not going to know how I'm going to do it. And that's because I'm great. Yep. So, all right. So Drew fucks off to Mexico, I think, to find a a wife. He goes to be a man for several months. He just, he's, well, his like, his, yeah, his like ostensible plan is, is to find a, a, a miss a miss not a mistress a, a missus but while that <laughs> happens billy finds out that she's uh carrying a human child yeah <laughs> yeah of <laughs> day as opposed to what i don't know i'm just like i'm just like specify carrying i don't know like a plate of cookies tea i don't know a bucket <laughs> whatever um and she i this is like i just don't understand this she's like oh this happened to me before and i and the reason i don't want to like have an abortion right now is because like i had to drink this really gross stuff and it made me really sick so i don't want to do that and i'm like i don't know that just sounds really sus to me because like isn't giving birth like a, a no matter how bad this like 1800s abortion juice is like how is it going to be worse than like pushing out again a human child Okay, from but, your hoo-ha. Okay, Allison coming in here with the historical accuracy <laughs> again. The like the abortion juice is not just like oh it tastes really gross and it makes my tummy hurt. Like it is potentially it is like very not even potentially it is like very likely life threatening. And I would argue that it's probably more life threatening than giving birth. Like giving birth, the mortality rate is what I don't know. This is in the 19th century. Let's say like one in third, one in three women die giving birth in the 19th century like i would say the abortion juice knocks out like at least 50 percent. like oh, i damn. feel like it's like it what the abortion juice historical period pieces will make you think the abortion juice is just like oh let me just sip this tea and then i'll bleed a little on my blanket and suddenly i won't have a baby anymore not how it works that's why abortion needs to be legal I because don't... because these at-home methods of abortion are really fucking dangerous no my friend i'm pretty sure like abortion was legal in the United States for like a long time. Maybe, yeah, but maybe they didn't have this. like a nice little pill to give you yeah, like they have people, today. Yeah, but people have been having abortions like since forever. And I feel like yes. there are definitely ways to and do it they that were, were not, dangerous. Not that dangerous. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. It's possible. Whatever. Fine. Well, we'll we I can I can I can accept that 
this is a valid reason for choosing to have a child. And she's like, oh, of course. Like, I will just sell the child to my madam and her evil son that I hate and that I shot in the head previously. And and, and it's clear – wait, it's clear by the end of the book that the baby is like – the plan is to like sell the baby into a loving adoptive home. Yeah. But like it's not clear up until that point that it's not like some nefarious like human trafficking. Like I don't – no, I spent the whole book, the first time I read this, being like, is he – well, okay. so like, have you ever heard of baby farming? So mm. baby farming, it's definitely – it was definitely a thing in England like in the earlier 19th century. I don't know whether it was a thing in America, but it was where you would like sell your baby to like a woman who was like – who would Austin like – Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly yeah. take care of it, but she would like, actually kill just it. kill the baby. She would right, just kill right. the baby and take the money. So I don't know whether – like that's what I was thinking was going to happen. But that would be Billy paying money to them. There's like – there's it's clear from the beginning that there's some way for like the madam whose name is Pearl and her son Prince to make money off of this. And I yeah. feel like, oh, yeah. I guess she could be selling it to them. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Either way, I was like yeah. – I was like, what <laughs> is going yeah. – like, Until on, then I was like, oh, like, I mean, I is this a commentary on like the American adoption system? Because it is like a problem in which like kids will be taken from their parents. Like even today, yeah. kids will be taken by their parents like quote unquote legally – but yeah, it's like the difference then, of like a few thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I don't know, but I was also just like confused in general about her arrangement with Madame Pearl. Like she was like, oh, she needs to be paid back with interest before the first year. But I'm like, what interest? I thought the interest was just like letting Pearl sell the kid. And also, well, like I think at one that's point, what it is like the investment. But like right, if the right. kid dies, then she has to pay her back with money. Oh, I guess. Okay. Oh, so she wants her to keep her for a year. Okay. Yeah, yeah presumably to it was just like phrased wean, really weirdly. Wean yeah. the baby. Like that's yeah. what I'd assumed for a year. No, it makes sense. Anyway. Um yeah. so back to yeah, back to Prince. As previously alluded, this is Pearl's, like son. dipshit. Yeah. It's probably not even strong enough of a word. He's 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 evil. Evil son who has a reputation for <laughs> offing anyone who crosses him. Like you look at him the wrong way, you refuse to like suck his dick. Like he's he's killing you. You're in the you're gonna be right into the the Puget Sound, but not the Puget Sound, whatever, the, the Bay that, Area, whatever. I don't know. Maybe – I don't know if he makes the trip. Up. <laughs> whatever. However, Billy, years back when she first got here, he like tried to – basically he tried to rape her and she shot him in the head and he's like permanently disfigured from this and somehow she's been allowed <laughs> to like continue living this entire time. Like wh- Because she's I sleep- say- Rachel, she sleeps with a gun under her pillow at all times. He knows yeah. that she has this gun on her at all times and he knows that she knows how to use it. And it's, and it's said explicitly that she's upgraded in guns. <laughs> she has a better gun. So like he's like, I'm not – he's like, one day I'm going to get my revenge, but – not right now while she has that gun under her pillow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he's it's it's just not consistent. Like either he's like this this like badass, like definitely gonna kill you, or like like surely other people have guns too, right? Like I guess he's like a bully. He only goes no. after like people he thinks are yeah. weaker. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm choosing not to question it because here's the thing. If I I too would be like both afraid and incredibly aroused by Billy like I just like I would be like you're right like chain me up mommy like mommy sorry mommy <laughs> it's me reading this book I love her so much. oh my god so anyway, okay. she's pregnant and she goes off with my favorite character besides Billy Billy's my favorite my favorite character but besides Billy my second favorite character is 
Addie the Pearl Poisoner. <laughs> Woo! Slash witch. Addie the As witch. witch, theoretically. Yep. So Addie, things to know about Addie. Her daughter was killed by Prince and she hates him. Addie is a witch and can tell the future and also has like possibly magic powers. But yeah, basically. Herbal powers. Herbal she powers. Makes, like, yeah. Yeah. She also can make a mean fish chowder. All right. Mm. That description when Addie makes uh, fish chowder for Billy the first night she's there and it's like creamy chunks of potato and like carrots. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like get me a bowl of that. I don't even eat fish. And I was like, get me a bowl of that. <laughs> like, no. I mean, two- <laughs> Billy was like, I want a second bowl. And I was like, I'm right up there with you. Yeah. Like I would like this. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Addie's so, been poisoning Pearl because Pearl also, she, like, her daughter complained to Pearl about Prince and Pearl didn't do anything. Yeah. So, so then Addie got this job at being, like, she's basically like a jack, a woman of all trades. Like, she does all the, like, laundry and cleaning and stuff at the, I think it's called the Black Pearl is what the, the bordello the is called. The whorehouse. Yeah. The, at the whorehouse. Whore yeah. And unbeknownst to Pearl and Prince, she's there to get revenge. She's been <laughs> I, I was also confused by this. She was like, Oh, I I've been giving her a little bit of belladonna in her tea to help with the pain. And I'm like, what pain? Like she's also to I, poison I don't know. her. Right. It's to poison her she's for been sure. Poisoning Pearl yeah. for several years. She's <laughs> playing revenge. the long game. And yeah. she's doing it really like she's like, I there's no fucking way anyone is gonna trace this back to me because I'm gonna be so goddamn sneaky. I'm just gonna like sprinkle it into her tea and her kidneys are slowly gonna shut down. And Pearl at the beginning is like, oh, she used to be really hot, but now her like skin is all like jaundiced. She's liver poisoning is what she's like losing her hair and like she looks she's like looks like she's dying. And Addie's just like sitting down in the kitchen, like crushing up her Belladonna (laughs) leaves and her mortal and pestle, being like Yeah, except except it does get traced back to Addie, but Addie knows that and she's like chill with it. Like she knows. No, it doesn't get traced back to her. It gets traced back to her because Addie admits it. Because Addie's basically like, I fucking poisoned Pearl, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. So as previously mentioned, Addie can see the future and she's had these like visions of Billy being like a queen or whatever, which is like Kind of weird, but like I get it. Like she's sitting on a crown. Billy is a queen with her like, son. I guess she probably all. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, never mind. She's probably also saw like the other big thing that Billy's gonna do, and that's why she's like, I gotta help this girl. Like she's she's the the means yeah. of my yeah of, of achieving my goals. But she yeah. knows. So she knows how Billy has seen. Not Billy. I'm sorry. Addie has seen the way that she's gonna die. So she's like, I'm gonna die by fire. Prince is going to die by water. Because, yeah. like, that's the way my daughter died. So, like, my daughter – Because no, no, like, that was her gift. Person. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, her, her gift, gift, like, gift, yeah. like, derogatory, not di- gift, like, positive. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. She she has, like – no, no, no. It's her gift. She can – like, because Addie can, like, see the future in the fire. Her daughter presumably could, like, do something with water. She also yeah, happened saying, to like, die by it. The, but I don't think it's no, but, guaranteed. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm not saying they're it's he's dying by water because the daughter also died with water, but the daughter like in death was like, I'm gonna curse you a little bit. Oh yeah, water yeah. Is my gift. Yeah, I think so, if, like, you, if you if you kill a witch, you die. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you kill a witch, you're definitely gonna die. And like, oh, but yeah, way. that makes sense. Prince dies both by fire yeah. and by water. True. Which we'll get to later. It's literally it's true. One of the best scenes. I love it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so while <laughs> so Billy's just like hanging out with Addie and like helping her out with her deliveries and stuff. Um, meanwhile, we cut to to Drew, and I don't think we really learned much except that he's like back from Mexico. He's like hanging out. He hasn't found a wife. So sad. 
Um, but now he has. Yeah. He meets 17. What is she, like 17? And he's like she's, no, she's almost 19. Wait, wait. You're skipping. I think she sees – doesn't she, he see no, Billy No, no. That first? happens after he's already cool. Okay, okay. So he sees the beautiful Rosaline. And yeah, Rosaline is – it was – it, it said like she's nearly nineteen and is considered quote past marriageable age in some corners. Which like what are they? Are they the aristocracy? Like would that have been true at this well, time? Well, yeah, the old. Well, they're the know. old. Rosaline is part of the quote unquote old Spanish families, which is also mm-hmm. where Drew's mom is from, who are basically like the aristocracy of Mexico. Yeah, but like they're California, like just recently stopped being part of Mexico at this point in time. So like, yeah, they're basically like they don't have titles, but like they're the super rich, like, you know. Yeah. Well, Rosaline. So Rosaline basically is going to get fucked over in a little bit here, and I feel like there's no reason for her to be in this story unless, like, justice for Rosaline. Like, I hope she gets like a story in the next book. Otherwise, it's like, what was the point? Okay, well, what was the point? I assume that she marries the guy. (laughs) So anyway, Rosaline comes in. She's like the quote-unquote other woman, which is often like looked down in – like romance readers don't like the other woman. She used to be – like the other woman used to be like super common in like the 80s and 90s, like old school era and isn't so common anymore because she was like the villain. But like Rosaline isn't the villain. Like she's just like this nice gal who like dates Drew for a while. And like I right. like that she's not – like she's just like – she seems cool. Like she seems like generally nice. Yeah. And she doesn't deserve what's about to happen to her. Um, so Drew well, is but like – she gets so, out from under her mom, which is good. Rosaline has true. a terrible mom named fucking Ella, Emelina. Emelina Ruiz. Yeah. Emelina has – she's a bitch. She's like super conservative and like – and like super the- Catholic and very controlling and judgmental. And um, her husband cheated on her and is now living with his mistress and has a bunch of bastards. So she's like very anti-bastard, which is important, oh, yeah. which is important to remember for later. Yeah. She like thinks all bastards are going to hell, yeah. basically. So yeah. So Drew runs into Billy like one time. Drew goes to find Billy, right? He's like, Oh, I miss her. Like I, you know, I was Before trying to find he meets a, a Rosalie, girl. He tries to find Billy. Yeah, yeah. And, and Prince is like, she left town, but really she's yeah. just living by the docks. Yeah, and no, he succeeds. He sees her when she's Not like yet. super pregnant. Mm-hmm. What? He tries to find her. He goes to the prostitute house to visit her one last time, doesn't see her. Prince is like, she skipped town. Drew is like, oh no, what happened to Billy? Then he meets Rosaline. And he meets mm-hmm. Rosaline, also another important thing, at his friend Consuela's house. She's having a party. Oh, yeah. Consuela's relatively relevant later on anyway then after he's been courting he has to court rosaline for a year because her mom's a bitch and in the midst of courting rosaline he's like down at the docks getting his shoe shined and billy is making a delivery for Addie, and so they run into each other yeah and he's like oh do you need help and she's like what are you gonna like claim this kid like yeah right like i don't know who the father is get out of town get out of here and then he like considers Doesn't following her. Yet. <laughs> yeah. And he considers following her, but it's like, no, nah, I don't want to upset her even more. So I'm going to go back to Rosaline. So, Which is, I don't know how to feel about that. Cause on one hand, I'm like, I like when a man respects a woman's wishes, but I'm also like, you bitch, fight for her. That's your soul bait. <laughs> like, you coward, go after her. Yeah, but he, that's another issue I have, though, is that he doesn't really like buy into that, the whole soulmate thing until he hears Addie's prophecy. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that. I feel um, like that's part of Drew's journey is that he's like very cynical. He's very much like go with the flow. Like he doesn't – Yeah. Like he takes so, things seriously, but he also like doesn't. He's very sort of like loose. He's not anchored down. Sure. And Billy and the, his son anchor him down. Yeah. So in the year that Drew is courting Rosaline, um, Addie – or uh, Billy has now had the baby 
and is realizing that she's not that cool with like selling him to the human traffickers slash <laughs> adoption agency that is Prince Duchamp's. Um, she's like, oh man, I couldn't have seen this coming. Like I actually like like this kid that I have to like take care of for a year. Like, oh man, who could have <laughs> and so could have predicted Prince, this? Yeah. So Prince shows up like a week before he's supposed to. And she's like, no, before no. Before the like, kids, he's he's supposed to come get him on the kid's first birthday. The kid's yeah. name is Antonio, by the way. Antonio Andrew. Name. Oh, yeah. okay. So the, the kid Drew. has also been born, as we said before, with a – or we didn't, we didn't say it, but the big reveal, a birthmark in the exact same place as Drew. Uh, it, it looks the same. It's the same <laughs> yeah. birthmark. What and, a surprise. I, mean, I like this as a way of like establishing pr- – paternity but like it really does require suspending disbelief that a birthmark would be hereditary like that that just well there is like i mean obviously a birthmark is different but like port wine stains yeah are hereditary so like so i I was reading a a different book a tessa dare book in which the heroine is like an orphan and like the way that she like discovers that she's part of this family who gets introduced is that they all have like a port wine stain somewhere on their body Mm. so she has like a port wine stain on her face and like her, the other, her, like, one of her cousins has one on her, like, wherever, like, so it's a, yeah. Anyway, yeah. those are definitely hereditary. I don't think that, like, regular birthmarks are, but it's definitely yeah. a, romance, <laughs> a historical romance thing because they didn't have paternity tests. So yeah, they're like, true. how are we going to do mean, it? Yeah. I kind of <laughs> wish there could have just been a way for him to, like, no, I don't know, like, trust. But, like, I guess she didn't know either, so it wouldn't have, like, yeah, it, it right. was necessary. She wouldn't have gone. She wouldn't right. have gone to Drew for help. Right. She, didn't know i also i do want to acknowledge before we move on that so drew's a lawyer and he helps like spanish families who are getting their land stolen by the u.s government um i did have some notes on this yeah but he's he's currently facing a problem where like obviously this is sort of like in the depths of the beginning of jim crow um post-civil war and like he's starting to have problems as a black man like representing people like he they aren't letting him represent um cases and court and he's like i mean i'm not gonna like lose everything because i still have the ranch and shit for like income but like it sucks because i can't do something that i'm really passionate about because of this so while drew is dealing with his professional crisis billy is dealing with her personal crisis of not wanting to (laughs) sell her infant son into um unclear circumstances <laughs> so she's like when prince shows up she's like fuck fuck uh he's sick you don't want to have to deal with him when he's sick and he's like ah just drug him next time so he doesn't cry i don't want to deal with that that's and, illegal yeah and, yeah and, wasn't I pretty mean, clear yeah he wants to drug the baby <laughs> although didn't people people like gave their kids like a few drops of brandy at this time and then yeah, to, like, <laughs> get them to go to bed no, but that's yeah. also like so the baby antonio is like teething that's why he's crying mm, yeah and it's like a thing like you rub like alcohol on the baby's yeah. gums to like numb them <laughs> which i'm i'm pretty sure is something that like people still do <laughs> yeah. today like so, you just give them a little like <laughs> cotton balls soaked <laughs> brand i you can probably do like the the cold store shit instead like not i have no idea yeah i'm sure there's some um, sort of baby safe way to do it so, now <laughs> so here's where i mean this this just comes back to like what does billy think is going to happen to the baby like does she think he's going to a loving home or is she like unclear because i feel like a lot of this, as evil as prince is a lot of this could Considering Billy's original plan, which at this point she's like, fuck, fuck, okay, I got to go to Drew's house. I'm going to drop off the baby with him. I'm going to ditch the baby. I'm going east, okay? So her plan is to drop him off with his biological father who doesn't – she has no reason to expect will like want to take care of him versus as we find out later, like Antonio's destiny a la Prince 
was to go to like a very loving family. I just don't understand if if Billy isn't planning to keep the baby with her, like why is she so adamant that he he go to Drew, I guess. Well, okay. So multiple responses to your to your multi-point query. One, the the babe Antonio, like the family that he goes to at the end, spoiler alert, is not the original family that Prince was going to oh, send to. Yeah. Because his deal falls through because Billy leaves and like mm-hmm. the family's like, we're not like going to wait this long for the baby. <clears throat> Secondly, I think she does not like trust. She doesn't trust Prince. She's like, you know what? It's actually like, I love my baby. And like before when I just like thought he was like an it, because I think she thinks she's like, I referred to him as an it before he was born. Um, she like she's like I don't really give a fuck like what happens to him like whatever and now she's like oh no I give a fuck what happens to him and Prince is absolutely yeah. like I have severe doubts that Prince is gonna like give him a good home so yeah. so she's both like I want to keep the baby safe ideally I would like to stay with the baby but that is not an option so I'm gonna go drop him off at his rich papa's house <laughs> so his rich papa yeah. can like keep him safe and then I'm gonna run east so Prince doesn't kill me because Prince is like I'm literally gonna kill you and the baby (laughs) if you try to run yeah I mean he explicitly says (laughs) I mean I guess this is just like Prince shooting himself in the foot by being a a murderous evil adoption adoption agency runner by telling he's like he's like ah yes let me tell this woman who has shot me in the face who has shown that she does not give a shit about what anyone thinks let me just let me threaten her and back there's no way this could backfire there's no way that this could like go wrong yeah, in any just, way yeah prince is just not the brightest i don't know he does take addy seriously well, he does respect the, the power of witches which is a That's point true. in his favor but yeah, yeah he's but like speaking he has a whole of, internal monologue where he's like, "I know better than to fuck with witches." Yeah. Like, I know better than that. <laughs> he's even at yeah. one point he's like, "I don't want to fuck with Addie because, like, even if I kill her, she could curse me. So, like, I may even need to go to like Sacramento and get like a rival hire, witch, yeah, to help hire. me like, <laughs> battle with." Her. Which I would, I honestly would have loved like a little like scene in which like Addie and the rival witch were like throwing like Belladonna at each other. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, so speaking of Addie the Witch, she helps Billy escape. Um, Billy is like thinking, I gotta get the hell out of Dodge. And then Addie's like, all right, time to go. And Billy's like, how'd you know? Which I choose to take that means that Addie has mind reading powers as well. Yes. Well, Addie just like pulls out her multi-point plan that like she's like, (laughs) I've been uh, like, what do you mean? I've been like doing this for, I've been planning this for months. She has like an Excel sheet of like, okay, so at like 9.52 p.m. you're going to get on this boat with this guy Mm -hmm. and he's going to take you down the river. (laughs) Like, And on the, yeah. So she gets. She gets down the river to said ranch, which is called Destiny. That's why all the books in the series are called Destiny something. Um, and it, but it's like Destino or something. It's like Spanish. Whatever. Oh, what is true. Destiny in, in Spanish? Destino, I guess. Yeah, Destino. Is it? You took um, Spanish. And she, she arrives just in time to crash Drew and Rosaline's engagement party. Woo-woo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Rosaline. Like, what is the point of her being here? She's just collateral damage. Like, she's, she does nothing wrong. We only hear good things about her. She helped her older sister escape their mother and, like, marry who she wanted. She is just overall upstanding gal. And by the middle of the book, she's absconding to avoid being murdered and raped. Like, what? who – what did she do? Well, okay. To be fair, to be fair to Drew for dragging her into this, Rosaline – and this is skipping ahead a little bit, but, like, Rosaline would have been fucked – 
even if Drew, like if Drew had never met her, Rosaline still would have been fucked because her mom, we found out mm-mm, later, mm-mm. her mom borrowed no. money from Prince. Yeah, her mom borrowed money Drew. from Prince. And to no, marry Drew. no, 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 no. She planned to pay it off by Rosaline marrying Drew. No, 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 no. We don't mm-mm. find out no. what she borrowed the money no. for. No, Prince says, oh, you buried it. You you uh, borrowed it for a business venture. What was the business venture? And she's like, oh, it was my daughter's marriage to this rich guy. I needed to buy her fancy clothes. So it's totally Drew. Well, she was she borrowed the money buying for her Rosaline's fancy. marriage. She was, but I feel like it was more like for Rosaline's coming out, like her like Mm-mm. debutante season It was or explicitly that she was going to pay it back. All right, whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I don't fucking care. Emmeline sucks. Whatever. And this is the only way that, frankly, this is probably so, the only way that Rosaline would have gotten out of her mother's clutches. And I say more power to her. I like, good for Rosaline. And also, she's not a bitch. Like, she, like, Billy comes there with no. a kid, and Rosaline comes out and is like, oh, what Super a cute nice. baby. And, like, obviously yeah. doesn't know it's Drew's kid. But, like, she's like, ah, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Like, I'm Rosaline. Yeah, like, exactly. Drew, like, my family's in there. I don't know. I like, like, I don't know. I don't mind. She it. deserves also, none of this. Normally I normally I get so annoyed when the hero is like spends at least part of the novel like l- bumping after like someone else. Like I'm one of those people who like I don't really like the other woman. Like I I don't like yeah, when that happens. No. I want him to be gung-ho. But in this case, I don't care because I'm like cuz A Rosaline's like super chill, but B because I genuinely this is the first time that I genuinely feel like Billy does not care like billy is like absolutely like whatever like he dated other people we were broken up like that's crazy and like i personally would probably be a petty bitch if i were in billy's situation but like i fully am on board with billy like being so chill with it she does spend a while being like oh he must have been in love with her like i feel kind of bad she says like fairy princess well yeah but like but like she's not like she's not like oh I begrudge Drew for like being with somebody else and like for no. loving somebody else. you know what I mean like she's like to- she's like yeah. I get how the world works like yeah, Billy she is very again chill. Billy does not give a shit about what anyone thinks yeah but you know who does give a shit is Emmalina Rosaline's mother who despite being deeply in debt with the only hope of paying it off being this marriage as soon as she <laughs> finds out about Drew's bastard she's like it's off we're over fuck you don't talk to him. Rosaline and Rosaline listens to her, which is what she's been conditioned to do her entire because life. She's been abused. Rosaline, and she's like, crying. Rosaline's a victim yeah, of poor, abuse. Yeah, Emily's she's abusive. not deserve this. Yeah, but she um, gets so out the engagement's of off. So naturally, yeah. so Alonza, who we haven't heard much about up to this point, but Alonza is she's Drew's mom. Drew's mother. She's super into getting her sons married off to secure the the lineage of the ranch because he's there. Oh well, yeah, that's the thing is that is that like <laughs> and also the, have the government's taking all the Spanish people's ranches, like basically illegally. Um, they're like the way to secure the ranch is to like have a baby so that baby will be an American citizen and be mm-hmm. able to own the ranch. Yeah. So that is like part of the equation. Like that's part of why she's like Drew. Well, that's actually what I was super confused about because like I mean, I don't know enough about this. I'm sure I could easily I should have I should have Googled this. So the Treaty of Guadalupe and Hidalgo, like he, they say that it's been like three to four generations later and people are still having issues securing their land. But those people, A, if you were born here, three to four generations later, they would be American citizens. And so at that point, wouldn't adverse possession kick in? Like they're talking about squatters coming in and like claiming the land as their own, presumably through like adverse hey. possession. Whatever. Hey, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel, you know what the explanation for that is? <laughs> uh, racism. 
and imperialism true. and the U.S. No, government being sacks of shit to anyone that's who was true. originally in the West. No, all I'm saying is if, 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 if Alonzo is saying, oh, we can secure the lineage by having a kid, like couldn't all those other people have done the same? Like how realistic – whatever. Alonzo also just really wants grandkids, so we're not going to focus too much on her I don't like, mercenary – Mercenary She's a bunch goals. of hot sons. She could have some cute ass grandkids. <laughs> so <laughs> Alonza, Alonza is like thinking to herself, and she's like, "Ah, oh, well, I I love my new grandson, and I don't want him to go to hell." I think the words she uses are his soul in jeopardy for eternity. Is that like actually she's a thing in Catholicism? Like, I guess I I didn't look it up, but I fully believe that like Catholics are bastards like, yeah, go to purgatory or to and hell. or hell. But I guess Antonio wouldn't if his parents got married like after the fact. That just doesn't make sense. And she's also like, oh, well, I don't take the sacraments to the extreme, like Emelina Ruiz, that crazy bitch. But I do follow the edicts. But like picking and choosing much, Alonza, come on. Well, I think that just means that like Alonza's like, I'm not a fucking bitch like Emelina Ruiz. But like I'm still Catholic. Like she goes up to – like she goes every Sunday. She like takes an overnight wagon trip to go to church. So like Alonza's religious. She's just not like a judgmental bitch. Yeah. Like she's so, chill. She's a chill Catholic. Yeah. She's a cool one. She's a cool one. She's hip. She's a, like a youth pastor. She's like, hey guys, sure. like Jesus is your friend. <laughs> yeah. Naturally, they have to get married. Drew, you're getting married. Yes. Yes. She's Drew like, you know, I would happy. rather not have a prostitute for a daughter-in-law, but also Billy seems chill and my grandson's really fucking cute. So you guys have to get married. And yeah, Billy and Drew are like, no, we can't. And then they start arguing and the baby's crying. And then Alonza pulls out her sexy bullwhip and is like, Wacha! wait, there's a bullwhip? I totally missed she that. She has a whip. It comes up in all of the other books, too. She's constantly using the whip to like, like when people are like, like being crazy, she's just like, shut the fuck up. And everyone's going to listen to me. And that's what she does. Billy and Drew are arguing because Drew is like, I can't believe I, you had a kid and you didn't tell me and now you're just showing up and you're ruining my life. And he's like very upset, which like understandable, like whatever, like this kid is one years old and he was just about to get married. I can understand why he would be sort of like off kilter. But yeah, they're arguing. And then Alonza just like pulls out her whip and like cracks it <laughs> and is like, you and guys are getting married into line. today. Yeah. <laughs> opportunity yeah. for kink missed and alonzo also has a side side romance mm-hmm. with max rudd who's this guy that like basically throughout the trilogy is like their relationship like to the side anyway mm-hmm. and i'm just saying like max rudd seems like the type of guy who would like be into some kink in the bedroom for sure so i'm and saying they could probably bring that whip in and i know alonzo know has knows how to use it <laughs> And this is also skipping ahead, but Alonza, I guess, like, it's just, like, a romance requirement that there be, like, at least one character who, like, doesn't really know what's up with, like, sex. (laughs) Yeah, because she's, like, I guess with her first husband, like, didn't really do it for her. And she's, like, asking Billy for, like, tips later on, and Billy is, like, having to explain all this. And, yeah, I don't know. At one point – Alonza's never had an orgasm. Right. They're, like – Backstory from the first book. Is that like Alonzo was like in love with the husband and like basically like forced him into marrying her. But like he was like, oh, I was just like being nice to you. But like now I have to marry you for honor purposes. So he never loved her. And so like their relationship was fine. But like she never came. Yeah. And Max Rudd is like her late husband's best friend. But Billy is like, oh, yeah. Like Drew told me that some men believe good women didn't have orgasms, which I know is like a thing I've heard other times. Like how – 
How did men ever get away with that? I just don't understand. Like gaslight, gaslight, gatekeep, gatekeep. boy boss. <laughs> like that's what, it's just like I no, never realized boy boss has such a better ring to it. Like it does. that alliteration. Rachel, all you gotta do is spend the first twenty years of a woman's life telling her that her clitoris is like the button of the devil, <laughs> and then like bam, you got a woman who's totally fine with her husband never giving her orgasms. Like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of anyway, the, that interaction is really cute. That interaction is really cute between yeah. That's like, later Billy, on though. Right Billy's now, like yeah, yeah. Right now, Billy and Drew have just gotten married real quick with a seemingly corrupt priest who's supposed to be the good guy, but he like no, doesn't require still. witness. Yeah, but he's like, oh yeah, I'll let any. I'll just like some Alonza can sign the the forms later, like whatever. Which like, come on. Come on, my friend. No. Okay, so the priest is also in the first book, and he the priest briefly tried to marry the older brother's wife in the first book. It's like a side plot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the priest is chill. I the thing is, the thing is, it's like it's all something that I really like about this book is like the sense of community that you get. Like this town feels really True. lifelike. Like this town feels like these are people who all really know each other and are really close and they trust each other and they look out for each other and like it feels really like they're not just like, let me stick a name on the side character and have them deliver a line. Like it feels like they're all like fully fleshed out. I totally, I kind of agree, but also I just feel like some of the side characters do feel like NPCs. Like they just like a little they bit. Seems like mean, they exist for like no reason other than to like offer some like sage advice. I don't know. Like, but yeah, I, mean, I don't hate it. You can't win them all, but overall, I feel like this town feels very full to me. Yeah, like it feels fleshed out yeah for sure um so back to clitorises even though they're super mad at each other (laughs) they do after all have a prostitute mister relationship to fall back on um and we come to my most hated line of the entire book um quote small fleshy nubbin that defined her as a woman (laughs) um i'm sorry <laughs> Listen, it's hard. It's hard when you write historical romance and the word clit wasn't invented until the 1950s. Like, how do you describe it? Uh, <laughs> not that. I'm sorry. Like, rest of the scene, great. A plus. That. sexual chemistry and then drew immediately fucks off to san francisco because he's yep. still bring a yeah he's like bitch. bye yeah no and that's where he finds out i thought oh no 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 never mind never mind yeah no. the like issue yeah so me, while he's in san francisco um billy decides to go on a little jaunt out to look at for some roses i think and yeah, so she knows how to plant roses she has a little green thumb and and alonza's like fix my Rose, yeah. Bush. So she's like on her wagon. She's going for a joyride, first time free of the baby in a while. And luckily for her, the California <laughs> grizzly bear is still <laughs> extant at this point. It has not yet gone extinct because <laughs> up ahead, local farmer man is fighting to the death with his dogs against a grizzly bear. Billy gets it with a few shots to the heart, which. Leading back to, I think I, I mentioned the bear facts, bear survival facts in the last. Yes, video. that's what I'm saying, Rachel. Yeah. That we I brought it up in the idea. wrong episode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is the we time to teach our audience how to survive a bear attack. Yeah, but gun, guns are not the go-to weapon that you want. I mean, if that's all you have, like you got to go for it. But this is why we see, like, it takes her what, like four or five shots to get this bear. 
They're hardy. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, you want the pepper spray, which obviously was not invented yet. But I mean, she eventually gets it. No. The Revenant with Le- the, the Leonardo DiCaprio bear movie. At the beginning of the movie, he gets attacked by a bear. He shoots this bear like six times and the bear yeah. still fucking wins. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. go up against an irritable yeah. grizzly bear. <laughs> Nothing more fun than an irritable grizzly bear. Um, this anyway, bear does not win, but it does take one of the dogs with it. And they just like don't care. They're just like, oh, that dog was stupid anyway. Like, are you fucking ir- – that dog – no, okay, to save your life, Mister. No, 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 no. The the dog is the reason the oh, bear yeah. attacked. Whatever. He's like the dog Details. has been a fucking idiot his whole life, and he's like too dumb to not know that you don't go after a grizzly bear and her two cubs. Like everybody knows, you don't go after a mama bear so, and her cubs. So the cubs are gonna die now, probably. That's how they went extinct. That's oh why my god, the last... it's a brother bear. Wow. Is the farmer gonna get transformed into a bear now, and then he's gonna have like a spiritual like road trip movie with his new brother <laughs> bear? <laughs> yeah, I hope so. That's fucking Tarzan, but also Whatever. Phil Collins, same thing. So yeah. adjacent, adjacent to yeah. Brother Bear. I can't immediately think of any of the songs, but yeah, a classic. No, it's Phil Collins. That's all. Um, yeah. So, so she helps this farmer, and I feel like it's. I feel like this scene. It seems weird to me. So this scene, like she saves this guy from a bear, and this is what makes everyone in town like her. She starts like giving out shooting lessons to the women. Um, but then later on, they all find out about her background, and they all and half of them like turn on her. I feel like no, the no, classic- no, no. there's like a there's like a sprinkling of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like True. The, the people who like you don't really like anyway. Yeah, I feel like the classic structure would have been to have everyone like judging her, and then she saves the guy, and they're like, oh, we accept you, right? I guess I mean I guess it's fine this I, way. But too. I think this is the way that she gets in because at this point she's like not a part of the community yet because her relationship with True. Drew is like very yeah. tenuous. Like they they didn't have a they don't have a real marriage basically, and so this is her way of being like I'm a member of this community regardless of whether Drew ever like stops being a dick. Like yeah, for sure. I, like I'm important. People like me. I have friends. Like I'm here to stay. I'm the self defense expert of this. California town. Yes. Yeah. Which com- and not just in gun fair, which we find out later. That's no, like, true. She is yeah. not, she's, she's a renaissance woman. Like she's Billy like full on UFC. Yeah. No. Um, so, so Drew yeah. is in town. Yeah. And Billy's asked him to check on Addie to like mm. make sure she's okay. Cause he thinks that she thinks that rightfully so that Prince is going to try to come after Addie. So right. Drew checks on Addie and Addie's like, so, uh, you got your hot little queen now? Like, I saw that <laughs> in my my magic eye. And Drew was like, what? And he's like, you're going to love her for – hey, hey, bitch, you're going to love her forever. What is Until there's like, no tomorrow. Until the day you die. Until there's no tomorrow. And yep. Drew was like, what? This spooky old woman just, like, gave me a prophecy. And Addie's like, that's right, bitch, I did. And then, like, Drew cuts <laughs> us off because he's, like, overwhelmed by – this prophecy understandably <laughs> right and i but i feel like i don't know i feel like it does too much a little too much work like that shouldn't be the only reason that he's like oh i actually love you like you know it's like self-fulfilling I, think is. I think it's the reason that he like gives himself permission to love her because i Maybe. still because even though he doesn't slut shame her like i still think there is the element of like this woman was like a whore who's like i paid for sex for years like they had like a years-long relationship of like where he would come and hang out with her in the city. And it's yeah. hard to like transition from that type of relationship, especially when you're living in the 1880s and like you think slut shaming is bad today. Yeah, I <laughs> like, know for sure. Slut shaming, yeah. So, yeah, so I guess do we we have the 
the Prince Emelina interaction happens like sort of yeah Prince para- goes like to before this his debt as we previously explained Emelina took out money to fund Rosaline's wedding uh it didn't work and out we learned because- this now this is we're like oh my god like they they yeah. have a connection the two biggest dicks in this whole right. book like are and- actually pals. And Prince also sees Rosaline. He's like, oh, she's hot. I want to bang her. And so while Rosaline's like listening through the door, Prince is like, yeah, either pay up or your daughter. I'm like kidnapping and sexually assaulting your daughter. Um, for a week. Yeah. He's like, you can pay me for a week with your daughter. Right. <laughs> with like, <laughs> And so and Rosaline is obviously like, mm, I don't think time so. Time to get the hell out of Dodge. Like, kind of running away. She, so so she, she runs- cool. Rosalina has a cool great aunt that she runs mm-hmm. away with. Her Dwayne, um, so they call it the Duena, which I'm guessing is like aunt slash chaperone, but it's weird because I'm pretty sure that word means like owner. Dueño, Duena means owner. So I'm not sure why that they, they like say it in well, Spanish. I don't I, I feel I like Google that's definitely a thing it. in languages where it's like yeah, I guess. Yeah, words true. mean multiple sure. things. Anyway, so she Rosaline runs to the her only ally, Drew. Mm-hmm. And it's like, help me. Is this? But when when does this happen? Is this after he comes back from San Francisco? This is how he finds he out. Co- that no, they he's know. in San Francisco. He comes back from Addy. He's in his office. He's yeah. just had some more bad court racism news. And then Rosaline comes in, and she is like, "Oh, she comes to his office." Okay, yeah, yeah. She's like, help yeah. Me. She's like, she's like, ah, uh, my mom told him where Billy is. My mom is gonna sell me to him. Like, you need to help me. And so he gets his like. I don't know, secretary or something. And he's like, secretary who also like slash bodyguard to take her to like Sacramento or whatever. He's like, help her get out of here. And in my head, I'm like, the bodyguard and and Rosaline are going to get together. Like that's Rosaline's Justice happy for Rosaline. That, no, I'm assuming they bond. There is a whole unwritten like road trip romance. No, I need it to be That written. occurs with that. <laughs> And that's what be I, yeah, Beverly Jenkins. If you would like to write like a novella, <laughs> like I would be completely open to that of Rosaline <laughs> and this bodyguard slash secretary slash man who is able to defend her and take her to Sacramento. Anyway, <laughs> um, that happens, so and right then after. and then Drew was like, "We have." Drew's like, oh, "I gotta close up shop." Like Prince is like, "I gotta go and protect Billy because Prince could already be on his way there." So he like gathers up all his client files because he's a good lawyer who protects his client confidentiality, and then he hears. Oh, some pattering feet coming up the stairs and he pulls out his gun and, and shoots him in the kneecaps yes it's amazing the right in the kneecaps shoot together stay together <laughs> oh man but they never actually shoot together yeah whatever yeah it's the spirit whatever. they shoot parallel yeah. to each other she's yeah. fighting off the bear he's fighting off these ruffians he shoots them in the yeah. kneecaps he's like who sent you like fucking Liam Neeson and Taken. Yep. He's like, who sent you? And they're like, we're not going to tell you. And then he shoots some more in the kneecaps. And he's like, who fucking sent you, bitch? And they're like, it was Prince. And he's like, good. Someone is going to have heard those gunshots. So you better get the fuck out of here before the police come. And they're like, what? We can't fucking walk. And he's like, I don't care. And then like, they crawl out the door. And then he's like, I, you hear some like thuds as they like roll down the stairs. <laughs> And he's like, oh, good. Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so by this point, he's like, all right, my plan to live in San Francisco and ditch Billy and the baby are going south. I better get back to the ranch and protect them. Yeah. So he does and that. meantime, Prince comes back for Rosaline and sees that she has disappeared. And then he kills Emelina 
and also mm. the maid. And I feel bad that the maid was collateral damage. It's true. Like, I don't what? really feel bad that Emelina died. Well, he <laughs> kills the both because the maid's a witness. And then he like yeah. robs the house a little bit to make it look like a robbery because Prince yeah. is good at covering up his crimes. Um, and then he's like, next stop, just one more thing to check off my to-do list, killing Addie. Because he has previously gone to Addie to ask where Billy is. And Addie has basically been like, yeah, I was killing your mom and I know you killed my daughter. So fuck you. Watch out, bitch. Yeah, and that's when he had his little thing of like, oh, man, better not mess with the switch. So he's like, oh, well, I can't kill her in person. So I better just send my guys to light her house on fire. Yes. Of course and that Addie- won't come back to bite me. <laughs> does not Addie literally she's like like she's like I know I'm gonna die tonight so she like gives away all her like valuable possessions to her friends and neighbors and she puts on her nicest nightgown Mm -hmm. and she just lies in bed and she like she's literally just lying there like listening to them splash kerosene Kerosene. around her house and like she hears them light the fire and like she doesn't she's like no it's my time to go like I'm just gonna go like this yeah she's like laughing joyfully yeah, yeah, Prince is like, oh, I burned the witch. And Addie's like, mm, did you? Mm, did you? Or did I burn myself? Like, yeah. what's the truth? Like, <laughs> you're not going to take away my agency, Prince Dushan, you little bitch boy. <laughs> and Addie goes up in flames like the fucking queen she is, like the grand witch. Love her. Yep. Yep. No, she's hardcore for sure. Do you Amazing. feel like there's 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 supposed to be kind of like a Pearl Prince, Billy, Tonio parallel? I don't know. Just thinking because they're like oh what where Pearl is like a shitty mother I don't know it's just something I just realized they're just like both Maybe. former prostitutes and their sons I don't know yeah where t- like Tonio is gonna grow up I don't know and yeah not Maybe. get shot in the face I don't know well not be a dick who tries to rape women like and kills people like generally not a horrible person yeah yeah no um <laughs> for sure yeah anyway so, yeah they come back. Drew comes back. Um, for the birthday party. Oh, yeah. And Drew has this like little thought. He's like, oh, I'm so glad that boys don't – little boys don't wear dresses anymore so they can stop being mistaken for their sisters. And I'm like, yeah, oh, God that. forbid that like the little kids get treated as badly as their girls do. I didn't, okay. I didn't love that. I was like, mm, <laughs> Seems unnecessary. Drew. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was like turning around for you, but now I'm kind of not anymore. But I still like yeah. you, but mm, – I don't he like does, that, but also yeah. it's the 1880s, so like whatever. Yeah. He does have a nice little moment of like taking Tonio out for a ride yeah. and being like – and like almost like losing him for like five seconds and being like, oh my god, I I actually think of this child by name now instead of just like the baby. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cute and they go fishing and like they go for a hike and he's yeah, like, they look go at together. the bald eagles, Tonio. And Tonio is yeah. like blah, 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 because he can't talk it. Yeah. Um. And super cute. I love watching yeah. tough men, like alpha men, become like doting dads. It's so cute. I love that trope. Yeah. It's one of my favorite tropes. Tough man <laughs> destroyed by a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is like Tonya's whole shtick. It's like, yeah. They, they're constantly saying how he's going to be like so good looking as an adult. And I'm like, I feel like I've never seen a baby that I can like tell distinctive facial features. Well, he's one years old. Like, he can walk. Like, he – you know what I mean? He's not, like, Mm -hmm. a baby baby. But I think it's more because, like, he's – every time he meets a woman, she's like, oh, my God, you're so fucking cute. And they're like, ha-ha, he's already a lady killer. Like, whatever. I think that's the shit. But also what I like about that, because I think kids in romance, sometimes the kid, you're just like, oh, my God, this kid is so fucking annoying. Like, I'm so annoyed by this person's child. But also, like, sometimes the kid also just feels like a prop. And, I like, Mm -hmm. for me, Tonio doesn't – like, Tonio feels like – like, I feel like I could, like – 
squish his cheeks and like <laughs> squish his little like thigh rolls. Like Tonio feels like a real baby and like I don't know, I just really like the way like it feel I don't know whether Beverly Jenkins is a mother. I think she has kids, but maybe not. But like it feels like this was written by someone who has like interacted with babies before and like mm-hmm squishes them and like I don't know she, like Tonio just felt like a real child rather than just like a prop yeah. which I feel like is a lot of times when like kids are in books yeah yeah so later that day when they come back and Tonio's taking his nap Drew and Billy have like a little moment of like sharing their childhood trauma and like opening up and that's when Billy is like oh yeah I was a pro I had to become a prostitute at age 12 when I was first pimped out and Drew's response is like oh there's no shame in that and it's like, okay, how about like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, to be on prostitute the age of twelve. Yeah, but I don't know. I get that it's like, yeah, the time period, but it's like, yeah, I didn't think there was shame in it. I thought it was a twelve-year-old that was trafficked. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then after that, they go on another picnic the same day. Like not picnic, but like outing to the same river with Tonio, which is like seems like a lot. Yeah, Drew decides. I don't think it's the same. Oh my God. Drew oh, yeah. decides that he's going to romance Billy, which I also love when like the hero's yeah. been kind of di- a dick and he decides okay. that like he's not going to be a dick anymore and he's going to like work However, to win his lady's affection. He decides to take them on a picnic. Okay. A picnic usually involves food. What does he pack on this fucking picnic? A few <laughs> raw potatoes and an onion. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to catch a fish. Do. He can't even catch it. He makes her cook it. He makes her cook it though. He's make fucking fish stew. Oh the my potatoes God. and it's fish true. and carrots. He was gonna no, make the fucking stew, no. but he can't yeah, fish. That would have been delicious, but he can't he can't even catch a fucking fish. He wasn't gonna make it though. He was gonna have Billy make it. Like, are you fucking kidding me? He was like, Oh yeah, I asked the cook for this food. And I'm like, you don't you could you could have walked into like any pantry and just found some raw fucking potatoes, my dude. Like what? <laughs> There's no preparation in this. So yeah, he so they dropped. end up eating Potatoes and an onion that Billy cooks. That Billy cooks. I don't know. I don't know. Picnic, great idea. Whatever. <laughs> but if you're gonna take someone, they cook it like together. Like, you're not having them do the work. Like anyway, at that, that night, I think it's that night. Um, there's like a little casual "I love you," like pretty True. early on, like pretty like there's still like I don't know. I listened to the audiobook. There was still like two yeah. hours left, oh. and I like the little casual, just like it's like the "I love you." I listen, I'm a sucker for like a big grand, like last 20 pages, like I love you. Like I I love those scenes, but I also kind of like when it's just like, hey, we've realized that we love each other. And the rest of the book is gonna be us like knocking out the rest of the problem the exterior problems and like showing how strong we are mm-hmm. as a couple. And like that's yeah. what happens in this book. Yeah, I like that. However, at one point, like right after that. It's like it was a night Billy would remember for the rest of her life. And I don't know if it was just the way the audiobook narrator said it, but it made it sound like, oh, she's going to die soon, like the rest of her life, a.k.a. 24 hours. like (laughs) For the rest of her life, her very, very short life. Yeah, it will end in a page or two. Prince, we know that Prince is still circling because the next day – so they're going to build a house. So Drew has Mm -hmm. had his spot picked out for his house since he was a kid and it seems like a very picturesque, beautiful house view and I would love to have a house there. It's like on the edge of the river, like on a cliff, like it has mountain views. It's beautiful. So the whole – because it's a community, they all come help build the houses together Mm -hmm. and they're hanging out. But a house. Yeah. And right – I think it's like right before they leave, Billy gets – 
Yeah, during the picnic. Yeah, during whatever. it. At around the Doesn't on matter. this afternoon, yeah. Billy gets a telegram. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> the most dramatic fucking thing. Like, <laughs> Prince is an idiot. He's a fucking dumbass. Like, this yep. is why he's like a villain that you're like, I can't even fucking take you seriously because yep. like you're such an asshole. Yep. <laughs> he sends a telegram that just says soon. But he doesn't even make it dramatic. He doesn't like that fine. Like soon, period. Like, and that's it. I, you know, I can respect that. But it's soon like signed Prince Dushan. <laughs> like he signs it with his name. I'm like, you really ruined it there, buddy. Like you really ruined it there. <laughs> like yeah, you had something and then you signed your name like a like I don't know. I can feel like it's it feels like one of those like you know in, in elementary school when you would like send your crush a note that was like, "Do you like me?" Like, "Yes, yes no." no. <laughs> like Allison or whatever. <laughs> like that's what it felt like. <laughs> like <laughs> PD Prince Dushan. <laughs> like, do you want but, me to kill you? Yes, no. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, but and I, I don't like I, the fact that like Billy waits until after the picnic, until after they've had sex to tell Drew about this, like, wire. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I feel like this is, like, a much more – like, despite the fact that Prince is, like, an idiot, like, he allegedly has a reputation for killing people. So, like, why are you waiting to, like, Well, alert? I think she's just, like, what – like, what are they going to do? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know what just, I mean? Like, like, like yeah, what are they, they – already know. He, they already know that he, like, knows They already they know are. he's after them. So, like, this yeah. is just like, – again, this is just Prince being, like, a dramatic ass. Like, he's just, just giving warning so they can, what, like, build the moat? Yeah, like, like, what <laughs> – yeah. yeah. You, you've just witnessed that the whole town is, like, out to build this house. You think the town wouldn't be able to, like, finish out a moat in, like, two days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just getting so, the warning. Yeah. So the only um, other thing of significance that happens during the picnic is, like, this is when Alonza and Max, like, announce they're getting together, right? Yeah. Well, and something else happens. Eli and Na- Naomi. And this is, like, another example of, like, the side characters that I'm, like, what is the point of you? I guess there is a point in, like, they were in the Naomi relevant. Well. Yeah, Naomi needs in the to stay relevant book. for later. Um, this Eli is another, is, like, like their this friends. whole series has, like, multiple couples that are just, like, side yeah. character through it's kind of just like that I like. like. I don't know. I don't really care. It's just, like, seems oh, – I don't know. It's, it's just, cute. Like, Love really is in the air. Them. It's California. Yeah. It's no, summertime. It is. Yeah. And this is when we get the little, like, Alonza sexual education. <laughs> yeah, sex education by Billy Yates. <laughs> yep. Um. We also two other things that happen to this. First of all, uh, they have a baby jail, which is just like a fence where they put all the babies in and then like pay people to babysit, which is a thing. Someone who has been, but they call it the baby jail, which I love. But <laughs> it's something that Beverly Jenkins has like all the other books that I've read have also contained a reference to <laughs> baby jail, and I love it. Like I love, like I'm I'm assuming this is a thing that like Beverly Jenkins has experienced in her real life that like. Like her friends or whatever use something called a baby jail, but like I just really love that little like it's like a it's like a world staple. For I mean, I'm just picturing basically those like little play things that you put out yeah. for like your puppy. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but it's just funny. It's anyway. Yeah, but also is. at this picnic, we meet um, Billy meets one of her old coworkers oh, who left yeah. a few years ago or whatever, and Billy didn't know what happened to her, and she goes up mm-hmm. and she's going by a different name now. Nobody knows she's like a former prostitute, and. Billy's mm-hmm. not going to out her because Billy's chill. Like, Billy's mm-hmm. like, I'll keep your secret, but, like, it's nice to see you again. Like, hopefully we can be friends. Yeah. And the other lady who's – I think her real name's Wanda. I forget what her original name Jenna was. Jenna Lane. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Jenna Lane. Anyway. Former, yeah. Wanda, Jenna, Billy's former co-worker. 
um yeah they had that little interaction so remember her so back at the drew house goes, back at the ranch back, well drew goes back to san francisco right no not yet no oh. okay so so they're all hanging out they're all like you know sleep and then some guy runs up and he's like there's been a fire there's been a fire at the at naomi's restaurant <laughs> and so obviously because it's the 1880s and they don't have fucking fire trucks like or 911 like they all have to form a bucket brigade brigade to help put the fire out and so billy is like mm, i have a one-year-old child so like the one-year-old child cannot help with the bucket brigade so i'm gonna go home while like all the men folk are in the town and what does billy find when she gets home because they didn't build the moat what happens wait no no you no drew did go back to san francisco at one point to look for prince but it's not really important he just goes back to look for him doesn't find him talks to gertie the npc slash other madam whatever but yeah anyway flashback this is when he this isn't when he does it doesn't matter though yeah, he did the paint. Oh, already. maybe it does. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, so matter. So Drew goes it's back not... to San Francisco, and but he has like a one dramatic ass thing where he, yeah. <laughs> um, he asks Gertie the like across the street, madam, NPC. for that's she's, yeah she's for the... paint. Um, the uh, Billy's former like whorehouse has been closed because Pearl's dead. Pearl's dead, guys. Wrap up that storyline. Pearl has officially succumbed <laughs> to her many years of poisoning. Prince closed the whorehouse and. Drew goes up and writes, soon. Bastard. <laughs> A-Y. Something like that. Soon, yeah. you bastard. A-Y. Which, like, perfect. That is how you write a threatening note. Like, <laughs> it's a callback to the villains thing. Like, not signing your full name. And, like, yeah. It's, it's in red it's paint, awesome. which could be blood. Yes. It's yeah. the drama. Yeah. Like, in broad daylight, he paints this shit. Like, he's not even sneaking about. He's like, I, like, everyone is going to fucking know that I'm threatening you and yep. you're not going to be able to do anything about it. Yep. Except that he doesn't find Prince because Prince is too busy setting fire or planting the seeds to set fire to Naomi's restaurant. Yeah. No, so and we, we find must- out Prince comes to Wanda's house. Yes. And he is like, how's my son? So you find out that Wanda... I don't know whether – we don't know whether her relationship with Prince was consensual. I'm assuming it wasn't. But anyway, her son, who she passed off as like her husband's son. No, no. She was, She said she's a widow. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. She said she's a widow to like say that she – I don't yeah, know. Whatever. Her new husband. Yeah. Um, we find out that her son is there and that's how Prince knows that like she is living there. Um, And he basically – he's like, I'm going to kill you and your son if you don't set Naomi's – house on fire <laughs> um so she does because she works she's like a waitress or whatever yeah in this restaurant um yeah anyway so the fire is happening and prince puts us right on over to the ranch and he ties up fucking hell what's her name mariah mariah who is the older brother's wife she was they were the her and logan were the first book mm-hmm. um and, and fact, mariah's up. daughter was born on the same day as little tonio sorry yeah, to ruin the, the, the build-up here indeed <laughs> Uh, anyway yeah so Billy's like coming back she's like fire is no place for my baby and she opens the door and she sees Mariah Mariah's like Billy run but too late because Prince comes out of there with his thugs and he's like give me the baby and Billy's like no he's like give me the baby I'm gonna fucking kill Mariah and her baby and Billy's like uh I definitely believe him and like yeah fair like I I appreciate a heroine who is like yeah I believe like I'm not gonna you wouldn't kill a baby like she's not she's not dumb she's not like she's pretending not that prince has like a moral 
compass. She's like, I know the way the wind is blowing. So anyway, she gives, unfortunately, one of the thugs, Tonio. They tie up Mariah. Billy gets chloroformed and she gets kidnapped. And yep. Drew comes back and he sees Mariah. He's like, oh, my God, where's my wife and child? And Mariah's like, Prince yep. Duchamp took him. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. And and Prince is like, oh, I'll leave Mariah alive, but only because I want your husband to know exactly who took you and your son. Like, what? Why? Because he's Why a do cocky you want bitch. He's he a is cocky like son so, of a bitch. So he likes talking to Rachel. He's, this is entirely in line with his character. He sent that. Do you for, Did you forget the telegram so soon? <laughs> he sent the goddamn telegram. You seriously oh think God. that he wouldn't be like, I, wanna, I want him to know who did it. Like, this is absolutely in line oh with what God. we know about Prince. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, Drew is obviously is like, gotta go rescue my wife. So him and older brother Logan puts off to San Francisco and they're searching high and low and they can't find her. They don't know where she is. And then we flash back to Billy. And where is Billy, Rachel? Billy is tied up in Prince's clutches, Allison. Not looking good yes, for little Mina a over shipping here. Container. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? I missed that. Yeah. And basically he's like, she's like, where's my son? Where's my son? And Prince is like, doesn't matter because you're going to be dead. D-E-A-D. Dead. I know how to spell. I can't, yeah. I can't, D- I can't read. D-E-D. Dead. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm definitely going to kill you. However, have sex with me and maybe you'll stay alive for a little bit longer. He's like, but I'm a horny bitch as has been established from the beginning. And I've and- tried – been trying to yeah. fuck you for years. Yeah, despite the fact that the last time I tried to do this, I got myself shot in the face. I can't possibly see how it could head in that direction this time. So let's give it another <laughs> go. Five years the charm. Um, and uh, though Billy does not have her trusty handgun at this point, she does Colt. still have it's a skull. She point. does still have a head, which she uses yes. to headbutt Prince in the chin and fuck cut yeah. off the tip of his tongue as well as several teeth. Yes, because yeah. she's amazing. And then she like kicks him in the balls. Yeah, she like gets she's, like stomping him. He gets lit on fire. Oh yeah, she. I no, think she he like, a lantern gets into the lamp. Yeah, no, there's this a lamp. Is why, listen, tips for kidnappers. This is why you tie people's hands behind their back because when they're in the front, like it's still you can still like smash a lantern onto your head. <laughs> like <laughs> Prince gets lit on fire, and then which is falls. amazing. He's yeah. just running around. He's on fire, and Billy, <laughs> she literally like no emotion. She's like she like feels a little bit of satisfaction that this bitch is like being killed, mm-hmm. but otherwise like no, oh, she's so just true. like a stone cold bitch. No, that's she's so like, true. Standing there, arms crossed in the shipping container, being like, "That's right, asshole." Like yep. you're on fucking fire. <laughs> I told you I'd get you I'm and like, I got you. Mm, yeah. You little bitch. Like I yes. finished what I started three years ago whenever yep. she shot him was. That's so true. I feel like so many other books, they'd be like immediately in hysterics or something. And yeah. this is just no, like but Billy's like yeah. no. Because yeah. at the because before Prince Drew, when they get the threatening note, Drew is like, Can I kill him as soon as I see him? And she's like, Absolutely. And like multiple times does Billy in her right. internal monologue. Is she like, if I see Prince, I will immediately kill him. No hesitation. If he tries to touch my son, I will take him out. Billy, she's not fucking around. She doesn't have time. She knows how the world works. She's like, I'm not gonna pretend to see the good in people. Like, no, I'm killing Prince because he needs to be put down. And that's exactly what she fucking does. And he's on fire and then he 
pokes a hole, yep. like somehow smashes a hole in the shipping container and falls into the water and drowns. Dies which by is water. Which is his cause of death. He dies by water Addie's, and fire. Addie's Addie and Chassie at it yep. again. Yep. <laughs> the um, one, give him the old one too. The old <laughs> fire water gift. <laughs> fire. Water. Earth. <laughs> yeah. Billy's actually the avatar. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so she goes off to that uh, NPC. Oh, she does. Brothel. She is really tired, and so she like falls asleep. Oh, see, the adrenaline to rush. Through. Yeah. No, she's been chloroformed. She's tired. She's just been assaulted. She just killed a man. The adrenaline wears off. So she goes up, and she's like about to be like, "Call my husband," but instead she passes out. Understandably. Yep. True. However. So Drew is still like frantically searching, but not very good at it. It seems like he is, he's not found a single person that he tried to find in this book, except for randomly stumbling into Billy. He's he tries to find Billy. He doesn't find her except when he randomly stumbles into her at the shoe shine store. Okay, he tries to find Prince. The, the closest he gets is like a threatening sign. He's now trying to find Tonio and Billy, but shocker, he won't be able to find either without help because Wanda Wanda slash Jenna, the ex prostitute that was friends with Billy, um has like a crisis of conscience and she runs and like confesses everything to Logan. She's like, I Not had to Logan, do it. I said to, oh, to Drew and Logan. I think both of them are there. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, she's like, I had to set fire. He was going to kill my son and now I'm going to get the fuck out of Dodge, the hell out of Dodge, which <laughs> just brings me back to like in this book, there's plenty of women that are able to disappear without a trace, like no problem. Rosaline, Jenna slash Wanda, Billy is yeah. the only one <laughs> who like – well, she would have been able to disappear without a trace, but A, she doesn't go that far from San Francisco. She's like half a day's ride from San Francisco. Like she's still in the general area. And B, the only way the prince finds out about her is because of snake, like snitch Emelina. Yeah. Like he wouldn't right. have found out about still, her otherwise. Yeah, that's true. Either um, way, but anyway, anyway, Wanda, so Wanda like- confesses all and she's like, I took the baby for Prince to sell it to a loving family. <laughs> yep. The loving family. Turns out to be our good friend Consuela. And we miss we, we skipped over this, but the last time we saw Consuela was when Drew went to visit her that last time he was in San Francisco. And she was yeah. like, ah, can't have your new prostitute wife. Oh, because it came out in the newspaper that Billy was yeah, a prostitute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Everybody knows, knows she's a prostitute. Yeah. And Consuela was kind of a bitch. But now she's eating her words because in this sad but scene. also, like Drew tells – Drew's like, yeah, I, I yeah. had to ditch – my friend Consuela and her husband because Consuela was like a bitch to you. And Billy was like, dude, like, you know how the world works. She's like, I'm not ashamed of being a whore, but like, don't like, she's yeah. literally just doing she's like what she's chill. like. Everybody like, this is how the world works. Like, don't pretend that like everybody's suddenly going to be nice to like prostitutes just because you married one. Like, right. Like, she's like, I don't want to be friends with Consuela because she does seem like a bitch. But like, also like, you can't blame her. Like, don't yeah. be a dick. <laughs> she calls yeah. him out. She doesn't have time for your shit. <laughs> um, Consuela aside from not liking prostitutes, also is not able to have kids. And so they have, quote unquote, adopted Antonio for approximately two days before Drew shows up and he's like, hey, this kid's got my birthmark. I'm going to need to take him back now. Yeah. 
And it's really sad. Yeah, it, is it is really sad. sad. I feel yeah. really bad for them. Like, I wish I want them to have a kid. Because listen, I'm sure that there are plenty of other orphaned children in the wilds of 1880s yeah, well, California. Maybe they should go pick up a like street urchin instead of trying to like scam a newborn baby. Yeah. Well, I guess he's one, but yeah, yeah whatever. Anyway, I, I feel bad for them. It sucks. But Antonio and Drew, like Antonio is immediately, he's so happy when he sees True. his dad and he's like babbling because he still can't talk. At this point, does Drew know where Billy is? Because I thought it was kind of no. weird that Drew, yeah, I feel I thought it was kind of weird that he would like stop his search for Billy to go get Antonio when he knew that Antonio was in like a safe place. Like he no, knew he was Rachel, your baby, <laughs> your child has been kidnapped. You're telling me you're not going to immediately like I try to know. get the kid back. He doesn't have any leads on Billy. He's like, I don't know where the fuck Billy is. I'm going to go rescue my child. And so he rescues his child. He goes back to the office, and immediately someone from the NPC's whorehouse comes to fetch him and it's like Billy's here Mm -hmm. and so he goes and they reunite and they have a cute little family moment and Billy's like happy and they like talk about how she's a badass and she like fucked up Prince real hard and Drew is like (laughs) ah I'm so aroused right now and I was like me too Drew me too (laughs) like I've been aroused for the last two hours of listening to this book um and so they end happily ever after pretty much yeah. Yeah. The last thing of note that happens, I think, is uh, Alonza and Max's wedding, at which no, that happens Noah in the next is present. Book. Well, oh, no, no, the wedding doesn't no, happen. The but Noah, is Noah, the youngest brother. Yeah. He comes back and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm bound back first, here for a good time, not a long time, because I got to go <laughs> get my boat back. And they're like, You lost your boat. And he's like, Yeah, lost it's my fucking boat. stolen by yep. a female pirate. And it's amazing. Yeah. That's the plot of the next book. <laughs> so stay tuned. I haven't read that stay one yet. It's, but I have I it. it. I also love that. I have nice. I have some small qualms with how I wish it had gone, but it's still very good. Chef's kiss. Also a woman who doesn't give a shit. I wanted Rosaline to be the female private. No. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, Rachel, oh, Rosaline. She's you, living her life across him. The high seas. So her name is Pilar. And she is a pirate and a revolutionary, and she knows how to sword fight. Rachel, there's a sexy sword fighting scene in the next book. It's so like it's literally foreplay. Like it's like almost explicitly like Beverly Jenkins all but is like this is foreplay for them. This sword fighting is they're playing with swords, literally, figuratively, sexually, emotionally. <laughs> swords. It's great. It's great. Excellent. I'm excited. Anyway, really love this book. We'll do let us know if you guys want us to do the next the next book in the trilogy, the third book. Um, this one was great. Love it. Love Beverly Jenkins. There's a reason she's one of the queens of historical romance. And I'm really mad at myself that it took me so long to like start reading on her, but now I'm making it up. It took you like a year and a half. Binging her. (laughs) Okay, but like I've read like like four hundred books in that year and a half. Rachel. So like it's like known about Beverly Jenkins ever since I watched that documentary. Documentary recommendation, everyone. Love Between the Covers, which I think is on Amazon Prime for yeah. like free on Amazon Prime. It's a great documentary about the romance industry and like highly recommend it. And Miss Bev is in it. Beverly Jenkins is in it. And that was my first introduction to her when I watched that in college. And I was like, oh, in the back of my mind, like and I follow her on Twitter. I've been following her on Twitter for like two years. And I'm obsessed with her and she's great. And like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I finally started doing it. Now I'm bitching all of her books and nice. I love it. All right. Um, so love Miss Bev. Cat scale. Cat scale. 
You go first. <clears throat> Pretty low. Yeah, I very really feel low. like there were no physical cats. There was very little growling. There were, which like I don't uh, like. Is that like Miss Bev's ability to like write romance without having <laughs> the heroine mule? <laughs> there is, was like, a plus. There was the bear. Bears are distantly related to dogs, no. so I feel like that doesn't count. No. <laughs> no. No. The bear is not cat-like. I'm sorry. But growling. But yeah. No explicit growling. Yeah, but in a distinctly uncat-like capacity. Yeah, it's true. Like Not I would say, the bear so, is like yeah. almost like a, if it were a mountain lion, because there mm. are mountain lions. And again, I'm reading Beverly Jenkins' other books set in the same like world. Wait, are you sure there, there are mountain lions? What about the Parent Trap, where they're like there are no mountain lions in these woods? Well, maybe they're extinct, Rachel. Just like the California grizzly. <laughs> they are nowadays. Extinct. Oh, there they definitely are, are mountain lions because I've watched many videos of people hiking the Pacific Crest Trail mm. and. All every single one of the videos at some point will include a mountain lion spot <laughs> in California. I guess it depends where they are. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. like, the, no, I don't know. Cat scale anyway, low. Like honestly a two or a three. Very low cat scale. But honestly not. You know what? That doesn't take away from how great this, yeah. this book is. But yeah. Two. 1.5. Honestly. Yeah. One. Yeah. Like the book was fierce like a cat. Cats are right. Fierce. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, like like two or three is not like a courtesy. Zero. Yeah. Right. Well, I would say like a two. Yeah. It's like a courtesy. Yeah. As like this was a great book. That was great. Like cats are great. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So Allison, where can they find us? <laughs> well, you can email us at uh we read it one night at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at we read it one night or on like us on Facebook at we read it one night or um you can follow us on Twitter at um uh, really fucking blanking on whether it's we read it one night podcast or just pod. So I'm gonna check right now <laughs> which one it is. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at we read it one we read it podcast. Um, yeah, and if there is any other ways that you would like to be able to interact with us on the interwebs, let us know, and we will strongly, possibly consider it doing it. Maybe otherwise, <laughs> interact with us through reviews. We will reviews. definitely consider doing it if it's on available at our local library. That's true, or if I already own the book. Either yes. way. Um, yes, but also most importantly, subscribe to our Apple podcast page or wherever you listen to your podcast and please, please, please leave us a review. Um, five stars is preferable <laughs> and frankly, the only option, please don't leave us <laughs> like five star <laughs> review. And if you, uh, in your review, want to give us a five-star review and then be like this podcast sucks that's fine as long as you give us five stars and if you also <laughs> want to be like hey you guys should read this book in your review we will add it to a spreadsheet and that will go into our brainstorming list so you could pick a book for the podcast if you leave us a review but only if you leave us a five-star review please please leave us a review it really helps us get noticed on podcasts thank you yep all right uh, and as billy would say I don't get it. be a comrade. Yeah. <laughs> Billy's not a communist. Oh, Billy would definitely be a communist. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, she would be an anarchist. 100%. <laughs> Billy and Pilar are anarchists. This is actually an an- like a whole anarchist propaganda, this whole series. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Like, comrade Beverly Jenkins is leading us into the future. <laughs> I love it. All right. All right Until next bye. time, comrade. Yep. Bye. <laughs>